We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 7, 2014. Next report, Texas border ranchers fear for their lives and families. Ask veterans for help. A Texas border rancher vows to stand and fight the cartels, saying, quote, there's no backup in me, and calls on Texas veterans to join him in stopping the drug cartels from taking over Texas ranches along the border with Mexico. This is how bad it's getting. Where they're just taking over the border, these cartels. And the people living in any kind of proximity to this, having land on the borders, are basically just spending you know, their, their whole lives in fear for their lives and defending their own properties. So, <clears throat> this is Texas rancher Rusty Monsi. And he says, these cartel members are going through the valley all right. They're sending people up to Houston, St. Louis, any town where they've got a population over 10 people. And they're going up north to your backyards, moving in next door to you. They're going to be your neighbors. And think about it. If you're doing shift work and you go to work at night, or you're going to the bowling league and your wife and kids and your grandkids are at home, these self-same guys are going to walk in on your family. What the H-E-L are you going to do about it? They're going, to, they're going to your backyard. You've got a chance to stop them. Do you stand back or do you go forward? There's no backup in me. I want somebody to join me. Don't back up to these devils. We've got too much to lose. Don't lose as much as I have, please. And this was in reference to his relatives in Mexico who were recently killed by the drug cartels. So, <clears throat> and this is a huge article. This is from OathKeepers.org, and I'm just reading you a tiny part of it. You can actually see, if you go to this link, you can actually listen to the full interviews of different ranchers that they're interviewing that are in the exact same situation as he is. You know, thank God our government's there to, to, to you know, defend him. I'm not blaming God, I'm just saying that... that You've got all of this going on. You've got the illegal aliens been giving in the Islamic terrorists and the drug cartels all of these privileges and and a red carpet to come into the country. And then you've got law-abiding citizens who have been there for possibly generations where they're not even... It's like you're on your own. <laughs> you know? You're on your own. And, and uh, don't, dare, don't dare try to defend your own uh, property from these guys because they have preferential treatment because they're here illegally. You know, ranchers along the Texas side of the border with Mexico are in fear for their lives and the lives of their families as they face a Mexican drug cartel takeover of their ranches and nearby ranches. Below are two interviews with Texas ranchers who own land on the border. Both describe how the American people are being lied to and not told the truth about what is really happening on the border. So just more and more confirmation everywhere I turn. Next report. The federal government won't seal our southern borders, so it's up to us. Right this very minute, next to the town of Killian, Texas, sits Fort Hood. There are two full Army divisions there. The 2nd Armored Division and the 1st Cavalry Division, which the guy that's writing this this report, that was his old unit, the 1st Cavalry Division. Given the circumstances, why haven't these two divisions been assigned to and deployed to our southern border? Oh, we can't have that. I mean, we want to just let them all come through. Carte blanche. Here, red carpet treatment. The other day, an off-border, an off-duty border agent was murdered right in front of his wife and children by two illegal alien criminals, both of whom were deported several times before, but always found themselves back into the United States. Because of Barack Hussein Obama's direct policies, a father, husband, and son were br- brutally ripped away from his family, and it didn't have to happen. And Obama, in my opinion, is directly responsible, and that young man's blood is on his hands. Well, him and about a, a million, uh, millions of other people who have been in similar situations thanks to uh, the actions that Obama's taken. Don't think that I'm letting Congress both houses off the hook either, because I'm not. It's painfully obvious, even to the most dim-witted, die-hard liberal, that our country is under assault on the southern border. Contrary to what the liberal media is telling you, they're not all women and babies coming through. There is direct proof that there are jihadist terrorists, drug dealers, violent psychopathic criminals, and MS-13 gang members coming in 
as well. In fact, that's more than majority. This fact alone should alarm any sane person. These animals do not want to be American citizens. Their only thoughts are to rape, murder, and rob you and me. Sounds like exactly what Islam is wanting to do. So their goals, Islam and these Mexican drug cartels and these Mexican gangs and these criminals that are coming through the border, their, their, their ideologies line up pretty closely as far as what their goal is. Okay, uh, The Muslims that are mixed in with them are here for only one thing, to destroy the United States of America. And that's what they want as well. This is one reason why the Second Amendment was put into the Constitution, the protection of our nation. It is an obligation of American citizens to bear arms and protect his country. The federal government, from the President to the Senate to the House of Representatives, has utterly failed in their sworn duty to you and me. They left Washington without first securing the border. So when you go down to town hall meetings in the next five weeks, ask your elected official why they failed us. And don't accept any answer that starts with, it was all because of Harry Reid and the Democrats. That is not an acceptable answer. In other words, they're all working together for the same goal, essentially. They can have this theater of Democrats versus Republicans, but ultimately they're all on the same team. They're just, they're just different sides of the same wicked coin, is, is, is the point he's trying to make here. <clears throat> uh, you, don't go, you don't have to go on vacation without locking up the store before you go. You don't leave to go on vacation without locking up the store before you go. It means when they went on recess, I guess, they're, they're doing nothing about the border, is what he's talking about. No responsible adult can justify doing something so blatantly stupid. They had no business leaving Washington until the border was secure. And yes, there is plenty of blame game to go around. <clears throat> Logistically, or logically, it is now up to us to do what the politicians have failed to do. In my last article, I stated that every single politician who comes home during the break should be arrested for dereliction of duty and violation of their oath of office. I couldn't agree more. Wasn't That wasn't rhetoric or angst, but plain and simple truth. And it all goes all the way up to and including the president. This is not a joke. Our lives are property, and our lives of our loved ones are in mortal danger. Every single politician in our nation's capital have let us down and have put us in grave danger and exposed us to not just violence, but the possibility of contracting diseases as well that were eradicated decades ago. Um, and again, I, like I said, all of the um, all of the diseases that the illegal aliens have been bringing through, that's a whole other subject. And then you get the whole thing about the Muslims bringing in Ebola, which is not getting any better. I mean, I'm getting ready to release another health newsletter, and this thing isn't coming down. It's getting worse. So, if you live in a border state, any border state, you have a duty as a citizen of that state to protect and defend it. People who think this is all just the Democrats' fault don't have a clue as to how the political system in this representative government works and are living in a fool's paradise and giving all Americans and Tea Party members a black eye with their lack of involvement and apathy. If your state doesn't have a militia, now this is him writing, I'm not saying go out and join a militia, I'm just saying this is what his opinion is, you should think about starting one because if you're waiting for the National Guard to come and rescue you, you might be waiting a long time and by then it will be too late. The problem with the militia so much is that they're infiltrated with people in our government that are just there to literally monitor and when the time comes, they'll be the first ones on the red list, okay, to get taken out. So that's where I have, I think the concept of a militia is fine, it's good, it's just, okay, and I'm going to get into that in a second, but the problem you run into there is that for the most part, they're all infiltrated with government infiltrators and they're just there to basically record who needs to be killed first? When you know, and this is why they say the number one threat to uh, the nation now is returning veterans, because obviously they would have that type of mindset, and maybe they've seen firsthand the atrocities that the governments put them through and other people through. So, um, <clears throat> this link will help you find a militia in your state. There's a link there. A constitution, a constitutional civilian militia, is granted to us by the U.S. Constitution and mentioned also in the Second Amendment, with the right to own and bear arms, and, and to form a well-regulated militia. So this isn't something that, you know, some radical new concept. This was built into the Constitution, into the Second Amendment, this concept here. Uh, this was set forth by our founders with the knowledge 
that too large a government is too powerful, which is exactly what we have, and too overstepping in their authority, all under the guise of supposedly keeping us safe. A malicious duty is to defend the home fronts um, of their own individual communities. Okay, let's go further. <clears throat> Fed's bulletin describes threat of imminent ter- terror attack on southern border. For those of us who have been raising alarms about both the jihadist threat and the national security vulnerability created by the Obama administration's non-enforcement of immigration laws, this is not a surprise, particularly right before September 11th. And here we go again with September 11th, which is coming up in four days. It is nonetheless less jarring to read. Judicial Watch has put out this statement, which says, quote, Islamic terrorist groups are operating in the Mexican border city of Ciudad Juarez, or Ciudad Juarez, probably, and planning to attack the United States with car bombs or other vehicle-borne improvised explosive devices. High-level federal law enforcement, intelligence, and other sources have confirmed to Judicial Watch that a warning bulletin for an imminent terrorist attack on the border has been issued. Now, again, they're already here, though. They've already penetrated. Why does it have to be just on the border? That would draw more attention to the border, which I don't think that's what Obama wants. He wants his least amount of attention on the border, attention on the border as possible, because obviously if there's all kinds of stuff going on the border, there's going to be more pressure on him to seal the border. I think it would be a more likely, um, like the whole thing about attacking the malls across America. To me, that would make more sense from a, uh, from, from a martial law standpoint taking away more of our freedoms and and rights. Agents across a number of Homeland Security, Justice, and Defense agencies have all been placed on alert and instructed to aggressively work all possible leads and sources concerning this imminent terrorist threat. I have my doubts on that. I'm sorry. But I mean, I see them opening up the border. I see them doing all this stuff on purpose. I see them funding ISIS, uh, creating these terrorist organizations. I see them letting these these terrorist sleeper cells operate uninhibited, having literal no-go zones in America of the chief threat that we would literally have about a religion, a cult that wants to totally annihilate America and wipe the great Satan off the planet. I see all that going on, and I have my doubts to believe the last line here, saying that the Homeland Security, which is nothing but the right arm of Satan, Justice and defense agencies have all been placed on alert and instructed to aggressively work all possible leads and sources concerning this imminent terrorist threat. I have my I have my great doubts on that. I, I'm I mean, why are the border patrol agents being told to stand down and being taken off duty and, and you know opening up gates and letting them stay open? I mean, why? You're, that doesn't that doesn't line up with that last sentence. Okay, you could say that all day long. But I'm seeing the exact opposite in action. So, specifically, Judicial Watch sources reveal that the militant group uh, ISIS is confirmed to be now operating in Juarez, a famously crime-infested narcotics hotbed situated across from El Paso, Texas. Violent crimes are so rampant in Juarez that the U.S. State Department has issued a number of travel warnings for anyone planning to go there. The last one was issued just a few days ago. Intelligence officials have picked up the radio talk and chatter indicating that the terrorist groups are going to carry out an attack on the border, according to one um, Judicial Watch source. It's coming very soon, according to a high-level source, who clearly identified the groups planning the plots um, as from ISIS and Al-Qaeda. An attack is so imminent that the commanding general at Fort Bliss, the U.S. Army post in El Paso, is being briefed which another source confirms. The Department of Homeland Security did not respond to multiple inquiries from Judicial Watch, both telephonic and in writing, about this information. Well, I mean, they're, just, they're the right arm of Satan. They're, they're not going to respond to nothing. The disturbing inside intelligence comes on the heels of the news reports revealing that the U.S. intelligence has picked up on increased chatter amongst Islamic terror networks approaching the 13th anniversary of the 9-11 attack. So here we go again from a totally different source talking about 9-11. So I say this primarily so that we're in prayer about this and that also, you know, hopefully you're close to home that day. Or even potentially if you have a bug out location. 
to just to be aware of this, you know. We're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us and that we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, and that the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So that's biblically why I would put this out. And as a watchman, I have to do this anyway, and I have no problem doing it. I want to do it. You know, it's not like a burden. Um, and when you, man, you, you look at this whole study I'm doing today in totality, it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, it's absolutely overwhelming. I'm not even halfway through the info yet. You know, but <clears throat> let's go further here. <laughs> so, even though there's all of this increased chatter among is- Islamic terror networks approaching the uh, 13th anniversary of the 9-11 attack, oh, 13th, oh, imagine that, the number of rebellion. Um, while these terrorists reportedly while these terrorists reportedly plan their attack on the U.S., President Obama admits that we don't have a strategy yet to combat ISIS. We don't have a strategy. He said that. That's a quote. He said that this week. Well, of course not. He's one of them. He funded them. He helped to totally create them. He's not going to want to destroy his baby. That's near and dear to, to that devil's heart. His black cold heart. Of course not. That's, that's his prized creation. You know? He's as proud as, as, a, as, a, as a, a, a papa in, the, in the, the hospital handing out cigars of his newborn baby. It brings a tear to Obama's eye. All, all the evil that they have wrought and the things of this nature. He, he loves it. The administration has also covered up, or at the very least downplayed, a serious epidemic of crime along the Mexican border, even as heavily armed drug cartels have taken over portions of that region. Judicial Watch has reported that the U.S. Border Patrol actually ordered officers to avoid the most crime-infested stretches because they're too dangerous. Well, do you think that might be where they're crossing? If they're avoiding total areas, and like I said earlier, it's well known that these that these drug cartels have spotters and guys that monitor specific parts of the border. I was watching a border uh, patrol show the other day, like one of those border patrol shows, I just kind of wanted to see what they're saying, and it showed one of these spotter guys on the other side of the Rio Grande with binoculars put there, the guy would stay there, I mean, I don't know what kind of shifts they pull, 12 hour, 24, I don't know. And they would monitor that, that section, and they would be able to tell where was the safest place to cross, where you're going to have the least amount of, of um, chance of encountering the Border Patrol. You know? So I think they put those shows up on the news to, to, to make you think that every inch of the border is being monitored, and let me tell you, we're catching these guys like crazy. Uh, you know what, that's good old Hollywood showing you this one isolated incident of these border... They're, they're totally outmanned, outgunned. They're not even... There's huge swaths of the border where there's no fence whatsoever, where they're being encouraged to come across. Then you have the drug cartels that are monitoring all of these things across the way. I mean, they're rolling up the red carpet for them, essentially. So, <clears throat> let's go further here. Um... So they're being, they're being told, the Border Patrol agents, to avoid the most crime-infested stretches because they're, quote, too dangerous. And patrolling them could result in an international incident. Oh, we wouldn't want to, want to offend the drug cartels smuggling illegal aliens over because that could cause an international incident. Um, you might even kill a whole bunch of Islamic terrorists crossing the border. We can't have that because that would be politically incorrect, even though they're coming here for that express purpose to kill us. In the meantime, who could forget the famous words of Obama's first Homeland Security Secretary, Janet Butch Napolitano, when she said the southern border, quote, is secure as it's ever been, end of quote. Another fork-tongued devil liar that can only emit lies from her mouth, just like her higher-up Obama. These new revelations are bound to impact the current debate about the border crisis and immigration policy. Well, I'd like to think that, but, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter how bad it gets. It's just still, you see mounds and tons and tons of apathy um, regarding this issue, unfortunately, for the most part in America. Okay, so the next report is entitled Amnesty for Illegal Aliens After the Elections. This just came out. This was the number one report on Drudge last night. It's from the AP in Washington, Associated Press. President Barack Obama said Saturday 
that the surge of immigrant children entering the U.S. illegal immigrant children again coming over in their little blankies and babas and binkies in mass in a big childlike movement of little toddlers, you know, toddling across the border. When the reality is, it's like what thirteen to seventy percent, I believe, are actually children, and they're even classifying teenagers in that, which could be all gang members or future gang members. Um, he said the surge of immigrant children entering the U.S. illegally, because they always want to switch the narrative to it's all about the children, even though they're probably disappearing so many of these children and sacrificing them and using them as uh, sex slaves and defiling them in every possible manner. Uh, way you could ever imagine. Uh, he said that these children entering the U.S. illegally changed the politics surrounding the, the issue of immigration and led him to put off a pledge to use executive action, meaning executive order, which is basically order by dictatorship decree, okay, um, that could shield millions of people from deportation. Oh, like any of them are being deported as it is now at this point. You know, they just want to have it in law that none of them will be deported. This is, the, all, all, it's just semantics at this point. They're not deporting them now. It's, it is, okay? But they want to make it official so that everybody that comes here, all of them, become citizens and get a free ride. Immigration reform advocates criticized Obama after White House officials said that the president would not act at summer's end, as he promised in June, but would take up the matter after midterm elections in November. In an interview taped for NBC's Meet the Press, Obama rejected the charge that the delay was meant to protect Democratic candidates, worried that his actions would hurt their prospects in tough Senate races. By Obama's own calculations, politics did not play any role in this decision, even though we know everything out of that fork-tongued devil's mouth is a total lie from the pit of hell, okay? In his remarks to NBC, which were aired on Saturday, on Sunday, he said, quote, The truth of the matter is, is that politics did shift midsummer because of that problem. Oh, so now he's saying the exact opposite. Well, that's what liars do. They, they lie. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. So now he's admitting that it did play that role. I'm telling you, every time I see the guy, all he does is lie. Everything coming out of his mouth are just spewing lies. Unlike anybody I've ever seen, ever interviewed, I've never seen such a liar as that devil. Don't think I don't like him. I mean, because, you know, he's really my favorite president ever. But, I mean, you know, other than the things I've mentioned, he's, he's a great guy. Anyway, so he said, quote, I want to spend some time, even as we're getting all our ducks in a row, for the executive action. Meaning, he's telling you ahead of time that he's going to give them amnesty after the November elections, and there's nothing you can do about it because he has a pen. And he's going to get some unlawful, satanic executive order to just give them all citizenship through amnesty. That's what he's saying. I also want to make sure that the public understands why we're doing this. Why it's the right thing for the American people and why it's the right thing for the American economy. This fork-tongued devil has the audacity to say he wants us to know why it's right for the American people and for the economy when it's one of the chief things destroying the American people and destroying the American economy. So I said, everything out of his mouth is a lie. In some way, shape, or form, there's always some hidden agenda that he is lying about. I can't even watch interviews with him. I get so righteous indignant because I just I can't stand liars, and that's all he ever does. It's all he's it's all he's capable of. Here's a, a video I want to play, and it's entitled Proof Illegal Aliens Have It Better Than You. It should be way better than you. <laughs> Each week we're hearing more and more.
more stories about how people entering this country illegally are being treated, and oftentimes the news is a huge slap in the face to the rest of America, and especially Americans who've been waiting for a bit of reprieve of their own. Now, most recently, we reported on this refurbished detention center near San Antonio. It's always been a detention facility, but it recently got an upgrade, and all of the suites feature flat-screen televisions. The whole facility got a new facelift, a good paint job. It has a soccer field, and of course, a little ping pong action. Now, this is just one facility nationwide. This is where they're bringing the illegal aliens into. Now, I've, I've we've talked about this, but they're they're openly they're refurbishing all of these places and bringing these people in to these types of facilities. Illegal aliens are enjoying a slew of taxpayer-subsidized benefits. This includes housing, food, vocational training,、um, education. We're footing the bill for this satanic garbage that is going on. The taxpayer is footing the bill through higher taxes, through higher increases in prices across the board, so that these、um, elite people that are here illegally can live, you know, in the lap of of luxury in these places. Get get a total free ride, get amnesty, get free health care, get you know you name it, they're getting it, and we have to foot the bill for all of this illegal activity. And legal counsel, and also an allowance. Now, take into consideration that San Antonio—they're getting an allowance. Any、too. given night has about three thousand homeless people in its city. Now, do you think that these、uh, homeless people are enjoying a hot meal and flat-screen television and a little game of ping pong? Absolutely not. Now, here. So our own homeless people are literally dying in the streets, and、um, I really, truly believe to a huge extent with the homeless, they're disappearing them. I have read report after report after report, and again, we've reported that becoming homeless now is is absolutely illegal. I had a listener this week send me a notice that、um, I don't know if it was a relative of hers or whatever, but that he had gotten, and it was because he was sleeping in his car, and it was this gigantic、um, fine, and it was like this is illegal to do. It's okay though to bring illegal aliens here that have no right as citizens to even be here. We'll take you in and we'll feed you, we'll clothe you, we'll do everything. We'll give you food, shelter, hot meals, flat screen TVs, ping pong tables, you name it. We'll give it to you. But if you're homeless here, you're going to increasingly be persecuted. You're going to increasingly be disappeared. I've heard of whole whole swaths. Of homeless people just disappearing literally overnight. I've seen pictures where you saw like all of these shopping carts that they have, like hundreds of them in big cities lined up, pushed into one place. Where did the people go that were pushing them around? They normally don't abandon what little possessions they have. I've heard of whole homeless communities disappearing. Well, hey, well, they got to reduce world population, right? Homeless are considered the dregs of whatever. Um, by the Illuminati, they need to die. So, what better place to to go? There's no paper trail there. They're off the grid essentially. What better section of the populace to disappear than the homeless? And to do only Lord knows what on them. They're being disappeared for what? Human sacrifice? I don't know. I mean, it, it cannot be. I mean, over a million people go missing in America every year. I've gotten into these statistics before. A million people. Okay, and that's conservative, most likely. Where are they all going? They're not on the radar. These are not the people that are being reported on at night, missing homeless people. When they go missing, there's no news report. Okay, but what they do is they make everybody think that every time a child goes missing and there's some big four alarm deal on the news, they make that they make you think that that's what's happening to every person that ever goes missing, and that is not the case. The vast majority. Nothing's ever said, and it's all by design. Just a few types of Americans who have it worse off than people who are in this country illegally. While illegal immigrants are enjoying free healthcare, shelter, and a hot meal at military bases across the country, there were nearly 60,000 homeless veterans on any given night in 2013. Now, back in 2008, Barack Obama and I'm pretty sure like 22 veterans commit suicide every single day in America. 
well, hey, you take them over there, you vaccinate them to the gills with like 30, 40, 50 different vaccines, a lot of them multiple. And li- listen, that's well documented. I've had many listeners who are veterans email me that and tell me, yeah, I was in the Navy or whatever, and, and I just, and I've never been the same. I've been devastated physically. They traumatically do all kind of, uh, expose them to all kind of stuff, especially if they're deployed in like the Middle East and, and stuff. They do things, you know, it's just horrific what's being done to them on so many levels, and they come back over here, and now they're the number one threat to the military. They want them to commit suicide. They want them to all die. Our government does. Because they don't want, they want the least amount of resistance as possible when they implement the New World Order. Plus, Satan loves to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's all part of that as well. So you serve this country, you know, um, key in beyond treason and depleted uranium on the internet. And you'll see what the, we were exposed to and when they go over there and they use these depleted uranium rounds, which is what they tipped a lot of the ballistics with, and what that does when you're exposed to it. And how it's all over the Middle East now and our own troops are coming back. And I mean, it's horrific what has been done to our military on a physical and mental and spiritual level. I mean, it's just beyond horrific. Obama promised to make the VA a leader of health care reform so that our veterans could get the best care possible. Well, now, while Obama has promised to... You- again, all this devil can do is just lie through his teeth. Use his magic pen to pass sweeping immigration reform. Practically overnight, veterans are literally dying waiting for him to fulfill his promise to them six years later. And last December, Democrats... They want them to all die. Make them wait as long as is possible. Give them no... When when you do get to see a doctor in the Veterans Administration, that Joe Biggs was getting into this, that they don't give you any real solution. They just give you drugs. Sweep you under the rug and, and uh, you know, we'll see you in another six months. We're not going to... I mean, if you need a surgery, you're not going to get it. You know? You're not going to get anything. You're just going to get palliative, symptomatic care relief until you hopefully die. Because that's what they want for the veterans. Death. That's rallied to reduce cost of living increases for veterans. Meanwhile, they blocked Senator Jeff Sessions' bill, which would have closed a tax loophole for illegal immigrants. This $4.2 billion loophole allows illegal aliens to collect child tax credits from the IRS, even if they pay no taxes. The IRS is absolutely working with our corrupt, wicked government to totally give the illegal aliens every benefit possible, while at the same time coming after any law-abiding American who's gotten behind on their taxes in any way, shape, or form, the IRS, illegitimate taxes, I should say, not one dime of which goes to running this country, and that was determined back in the 80s through the Grace Commission, which Reagan appointed to examine the IRS and a lot of other areas of government, and they said not one dime of what we pay into the IRS goes to running this country, not one dime, Okay. But it's solely absorbed on the interest of the federal uh, of the interest of the federal um, debt that was created in large part due to the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, which basically we started printing money out of thin air. We went off the gold and the silver standard, and whenever you have that, you're going to have this type of huge inflationary debt-based economy. Now, these fraudulent payments to illegal aliens would have offset the cuts to veterans' benefits. And in 2013, the Department of Homeland Security released more than 36,000 known convicted criminal illegal aliens. These were illegal aliens that were convicted of crimes of sexual assault, homicide, vehicle conviction. 36,000 of these devils, illegal aliens. They just released them back into the populace. Okay? Just release them. Meanwhile, they got Ken Hoven in a prison in, uh, what is it, Florida now. And they're, and they're going to have literally Eric Holder prosecuting him personally, you know, because he's tried to go against and expose the IRS and this type of stuff. So this is the kind of satanic time we're living in, where this is just commonplace. You, you release sexual assault, uh, kidnapping. These, these guys were kidnapping, sexual assault convictions, aggravated assault, uh, dangerous drug convictions, 16,000 drunk or drunk driving convictions. I mean, they're notorious, these these um, illegal aliens, for, for getting on the road without a license and driving drunk. Oh, we'll just release them back into society. 
I mean, 36,000, of the 36,000, over 16,000 were drunk driving. Hey, nothing like having a human, uh, a, a human, um, or a, 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 basically like a guided, um, missile on the road with some idiot, illegal alien drunk driver behind the wheel to kill a whole bunch of people. Ah, we'll release them back into society because that's the kind of country we live in. Dangerous drug convictions and 16,000 drunk or drugged driving convictions. However, it is the veterans that the Department of Homeland Security has listed as domestic extremists and threats to America. And the list goes on and on. After sacrificing so much for this country, veterans are clearly being mistreated, while illegal aliens breaking the law to enter this country, the red carpet's rolled out for them. And it's not just our veterans. What about the children that actually are our responsibility? America's school children. Texas taxpayers are going to be shelling out approximately $45 million to educate foreign minors. In Texas alone, around 4,800 foreign minors have been set free. Now, assuming that these minors aren't immediately deported, which they won't be, they're going to be expected to enter the public school system come fall. Now, Texas Education Agency General Counsel David Anderson reportedly said that the state pays about $7,900 per student to districts. Now, these children are going to come with certain needs like free or reduced lunch qualification, as well as bilingual or special needs. So we'll estimate about $9,500 per student to be paid to the districts for those students. Texas is going to shell out more than $45 million to educate these children. Now, take into consideration that for... Who are all here illegally... Okay, so again, if you're evil, if you've done something evil, I'm not saying all the children are evil. I'm saying, but if you've done something evil, okay, if you're here in some type of illegal, if you represent something that is evil, whether it be Islam, whether it be pro-abortion, whether it be the um, gay, uh, lesbian, bisexual, transgender crowd, whatever is evil is rewarded here in this country. If you're here under that guise, you will be rewarded, you will be protected. Because Satan's gonna, you know, protect his own first, and then go after righteousness as, as a form of evil. So everything's upside down and backwards of the way, it used, or the way it should be. Years, for years, we have been suffering with education budget cuts, reduced free lunches. They don't have school buses to take their children to and from school. There's not enough teachers to teach the amount of kids that are in their classroom already, so they're getting subpar education. And more than two-thirds of states are providing less per-student funding for K-12 education than they did in fiscal year 2008. So this means at a time when it is so important to be developing technical and analytical skills for American students so we can compete globally, funding is being cut and schools are forced to scale back the educational services that they provide. So now, all of a sudden, states are going to be forking over millions of dollars to pay for these illegal alien children. What about our children? Who is going to be taking care of the children here in America? If there was ever any more proof that you needed that this country is quickly devolving into a third world status, look at how it educates its children. And not only that, but let's talk about the foster children in America. The federal government is desperate to find housing to, for all of these illegal immigrants, and they are willing to pay up to $40 a day for anyone who's willing to foster. You can make up to $7,400 a month, considering you can house up to six illegal aliens at any given time. Now, let's look at what states pay to foster your average American child. More than 250,000 children entered foster care in fiscal year 2012. But the average foster care reimbursement rates to foster an American child are less than half of what the government is willing to pay to shelter an illegal. Average rates are around $500 a month, far less in some states. Now, the government is basically incentivizing the fostering of one group over another. And not only that, foster children in America age out of state care at the age of 18. Most of them are just put out into the world on their own without housing, financial assistance, or emotional support. Now compare that to this current illegal immigration effort where adults will be fostered up to age 23. Now this might be surprising given that the mainstream media... They're going to be fostered? Foster children, 23-year-old foster child... Up to 23, we're going to pay you way more to take care of illegal aliens, too. 
um, as opposed to a, a child that was here, you know, was born here legally. You know, we want to reward evil in this country, and everything you're seeing here is just moving toward rewarding evil behavior, you know, and, and outlawing lawful, righteous, Christian behavior. It has largely portrayed this border crisis as being only children. Now, Nancy Pelosi just wants us to all think of these kids as refugee baby Jesus. But what about the fact that nearly one quarter of all of America's homeless were children in 2013? According to the most recent annual homeless assessment report to Congress, in 2013, there were about 610,000 homeless individuals in the United States, and more than 215,000 of them are living unsheltered. So where is the billion-dollar emergency fund to build these facilities for our citizens, most of whom are veterans, women, and children? And not to mention the fact that these facilities are used to house citizens in the event of an emergency. Now, earlier this year, Texas Governor Rick Perry voiced his concerns about what would happen in the event of an emergency, saying... If these illegal immigrants are in these detention facilities, citizens will have nowhere to go. Well, he was right to worry. National Weather Service Coordinator Barry Goldsmith told reporters, should a hurricane or other life-threatening catastrophic weather event impact South Texas, illegal aliens occupying various shelters will be first in line to get to safer ground. Women and children first. Unless you are an American. And while we're talking about all these illegal immigrants, what about the people who have gone through the process of... So the illegal aliens are going to be protected as the number one priority, way more of a priority than some disgusting pig American citizen that was here legally and lawfully and, and has been here for who knows, you know, generations. No, we're, we're the enemy. The illegal aliens, they're the good guys, okay? We are second, we are third class um, slime bags, that's the way the government's essentially treating us, okay? Whereas, if you're here illegally, you're going to get every benefit and perk you can possibly get. Entering this country legally. Americans who came here through the legal immigration process have spent years waiting to qualify for U.S. citizenship. They've had to shuffle through years of paperwork, waiting periods, and fees. They must prove the ability to read, write, and speak basic English prove they are free from contagious diseases, understand how our government works, and they must also prove that they are people of good moral character who will respect the U.S. Constitution. Those entering the country now in record numbers have already proven that they disregard the laws of this nation. And in fact, they don't care about entering this country illegally because they believe that they're going to be forgiven for breaking the law and then granted amnesty without having to go through the process of becoming a legal citizen to the United States of America. And in fact, being a criminal and breaking the law is just another area where it pays to be in the country illegally. Now, I know what you're thinking. Criminals deserve whatever they've got coming to them. But the issue is, is that American citizens convicted of the exact same crime as an illegal alien are being treated much worse. Now, last summer, Judicial Watch reported that legislation crafted by the bipartisan Gang of Eight in the U.S. Senate would grant amnesty to illegal aliens with drunk driving, domestic violence, aggravated assault, and child abuse convictions. However, being guilty of these crimes would permanently bar an applicant from legally obtaining citizenship to the U.S. So will we begin to allow anyone with a checkered pass to enter the United States or just those who entered the country illegally. Now, according to top Virginia official Corey Stewart, he said it's ironic that under the Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act, if you are a U.S. citizen and you are a sex offender, you are registered and you're tracked. But if you are an illegal alien, the local police have no way of knowing where you are because ICE will not tell you the justification given, privacy. Now, of course, this privacy means that illegal alien sexual offenders are free to repeat crimes, and they do. This chart compares the consequences for an array of crimes and discovers that while illegal immigrants might be exonerated and legalized, U.S. citizens and legal immigrants face years of incarceration or temporary expulsion from the country for committing the same crime. Um... Oh, this is just this is so grievous. This chart that she's referring to it sh it shows the chart. 
um, let's say you were a um, you were you were falsely claiming citizenship on an, on a form I nine. That was a crime. If you're an illegal alien, you're eligible for crime the crime to be waived for the RPI status, whatever that means. But if you're here legally as a good citizen, th- that same that same crime is punishable by up to three years in prison. Okay. Um, if you knowingly alter a social security card, okay, illegal alien, eligible for the crime to be waived by for RPI status. But if you're here legally and you're that felony is punishable by up to five years in prison. So I mean it's not even close. One in the one regard you get nothing. There's sexual molesters being let go. These guys that have probably committed multiple drunk driving offenses and killed people. Oh, let them go. Thirty six thousand 16,000 in that one report I told you about. 36,000 total of all of them. But, oh hey, if you're here legally, oh man, you are gonna, you're gonna pay, and you're gonna pay big. If you document, if you uh, document fraud to prove eligibility for employment, if you're an illegal alien, the, the punishment is you're eligible for the crime to be waived. Okay? Under RPI status. But if you're, if you do that as a, as a legal person, the felony is punishable by up to 15 years imprisonment. And they're giving all of the, the, the actual code by which they're justifying, the, the legal code. So, hey, one, one way, if you're here illegally, sure, you can stay. And you know what? We're going to waive the crime. But if you're here legally, you could go to prison for up to 15 years for the same thing. It's one thing after another, after another, after another of examples of this. This is how wicked, sick, and corrupt this this country is supposed to be protecting us all from terrorists now they just love to exert their authority by sticking their hands down the pants of wheelchair bound little girls or this is tsa they're talking about now you know they they leave the borders wide open but they uh, literally sexually assault you when you go through the tsa people because they want to get you conditioned to big brother literally being in your pants and violating privacy in public and you doing to whatever you're told uh, this is the whole thing about airports now. It's about your submitting as a good little slave to do whatever you're being told. Forcing American moms to drink their own breast milk. And they humiliate cancer victims all in the name of keeping America safe. How- they're, they're doing, they, they've literally caused moms that tried to, that had breast milk, their own breast milk, they've literally made them drink it, the TSA, in order to prove that it wasn't some type of of terrorist device, evidently. Meanwhile, the borders are totally wide open. The illegal aliens can fly without literally an ID, as we've documented in times past. They're fine. They They probably can overt anything, you know. However, it emerged that the TSA was allowing illegal aliens to fly on commercial airliners inside the U.S., without verifiable identification. As long as the individual was able to produce a notice-to-appear form, they were allowed to board the plane. So clearly this... And this notice-to-appear form, as I as we've documented, is something that can be made on a photocopier. They could give these out by the thousands, and you could just show them, oh, this is my notice-to-appear. And it's totally bogus. And they're, okay, that's all we need to see. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for, for um, you know coming here illegally and, and showing us your bogus identification. means the TSA sees American mothers' breast milk as more of a terror threat than illegal aliens or people who are just crossing the border. They could be any kind of terrorist. Who knows? The message is loud and clear. No one is above the law, unless you're an illegal alien. So that was that lovely little report. Um, here's the next one. Nearly one in three school children are, in California, are illegal, are here illegally, and don't speak English. One in three. Now, let me tell you, we were out there recently, and this wouldn't surprise me one bit, because there was a lot of places we went where it was like everybody was probably an illegal alien. I mean, it was like overwhelming in certain parts where we passed through. During Thursday night's California gubernatorial debate against Republican Neil Kashkari, California Governor Jerry Brown revealed that nearly 30, 30% of the state's school children are either, either illegal immigrants or do not speak English. 
30% of the school children illegal aliens, or they don't speak English. Well, it's probably, you know, very close, the related. Brown, who recently said that the illegal immigrants from Mexico are, quote, all welcome in California, end of quote, praised his administration's immigration policy, immigration's policies. He said that California is, quote, setting the pace on immigration laws and mentioned bills he signed that gave driver's licenses to illegal immigrants, made California a sanctuary state through the Trust Act, and granted in-state tuition to illegal immigrants via the California Dream Act. I I, I would imagine that's free tuition to uh, uh, colleges, and I don't know about other types of schools, but yeah, they, they need to get free tuition. They need to get free everything. Free housing, free tuition, everything. Free health care? Sure. And they are getting that. Brown then said that under these policies were necessary because about 30% of school children in California are either undocumented, meaning illegal aliens, or they don't speak English, which is probably essentially the same thing. So 30% of the school children are there illegally, and let's do nothing about it. Let's encourage that behavior, and let's fund virtually all of our expenditures on education to, to help them, and let's go after and penalize and make the colleges so extremely expensive that law-abiding citizens couldn't even afford them if they wanted to, or better yet, go in there and get in debt up to your eyeballs and come out with $200,000 in debt to Sally May or one of these governmental loan places that you will never be able to get out of that loan debt, even with a bankruptcy, and have that ball and chain around their foot for the rest of their lives. So you can become a slave. That's all the plan. A California Immigrant Policy Center report found that there are are 2.6 million illegal immigrants in California making up nearly 10% of the state's workforce. Now, think about this. If 30% of the school children are essentially illegal immigrants, and they grow up, okay, well, if 10% right now is is, is illegal immigrant workforce, 10%, well, that's only going to grow and grow and grow because 30% of the school children there are essentially illegal immigrants. So that number, 10%, is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as more and more illegal immigrants graduate from um, high school or whatever. That rate's going to skyrocket, in other words. They make up, the illegal immigrants make up 38% of the agricultural industry in California. And all of this illegal behavior is just condoned and encouraged and, and uh, subsidized. They also make up 14% of the construction industry in California. This is such a wicked place, America. And I'm not blaming my listeners, okay? I'm just saying that this, just by the minute, is turning into more and more of a just absolute, total, wicked place where... The, the, where the Bible talks about they frameth mischief by a law. They frame it like we framed our Constitution. They fr- the Obama and, and this administration and the administrations before it, but nothing like we've seen with Obama is just framing evil, condoning, justifying through laws. I mean, ever, ever increasing by the minute it seems as though that this is happening. And here I, I'm just trying to give you as much proof as I can give you regarding that fact. Okay, so let's continue further here. Next report is entitled ISIS in America. More Americans are beginning to catch on that there's a very evil people who in the name of Islam commit atrocities unimaginable to the human mind. ISIS represents Islam in its purest form. I I couldn't agree more. Muhammad would be smiling from ear to ear if he were able to see ISIS carrying out his planned agenda for world domination. For years, I have been conducting first-hand research at mosques around the world. This is this... uh, I I don't know if it's a man or a woman writing the article, but... um, For years, I've been warning innocent people 
that Islam, in its purest form, is being taught in the mosques. Most people have ignored the warnings and blamed the violence on just a few radical Muslims. Many people continue to believe that there are moderate Muslims in Islam. It's just been hijacked. Here we have a picture of a whole bunch of Muslims marching in a some type of Muslim uh, devil parade, which says, Jihad against the USA is our religious duty. And it is. See, that is Islam. Jihad is their religious... It's not an option if you're a fundamentalist Muslim. The radical terror groups are just being true to their devil-death-cult religion. In plain terms, a moderate Muslim is a non-practicing Muslim. They do not exist in the eyes of, of true Muslims. And these people who claim to be Muslims are actually apostates of Islam. They're ignoring the true teachings and the basic beliefs of Islamic ideology. These people are subject to death in accordance with Sharia law, and groups such as ISIS are fulfilling the deeds of Muhammad. Around the world, practicing Muslims are killing men, women, and children who have departed from Islamic teachings. If you were to ask any Islamic scholar, they would tell you to faithfully practice Islam, you must adhere to the following basic principles. Number one, a Muslim must adhere to all aspects of Sharia law, not just the ones they like following. The acceptance of Sharia law cannot be separated. It is not a pick-and-choose system. For those who neglect portions of Sharia law, they have left Islam and have become apostates. Two, a Muslim must have in their heart a desire to engage in physical jihad in all places, jihad meaning holy war, and all, at all times. For those who can't fight, they must provide financial and other support to the Mujahideen fighters. If they do not have the means to do so, at very, in the very least, they must support jihad in their hearts. And that's what I believe a lot of moderate Muslims, who are these uh, Trojan horse, providing cover, for radical Islam, saying that they're a religion of peace, they have they support jihad in their hearts. A ton of them, you know, but they wouldn't admit it because it's lawful to lie under Islam. The Bible, the the um, not Bible, but uh, the Quran says that Allah was the best of all deceivers. Okay, okay, aren't they supposed to follow Allah? Sure. So they themselves are to be the best of all deceivers, as long as it's advancing the cause of Islam. Number three, a Muslim must desire a caliphate. This is for Islam to be the dominant ideology in all parts of the world. You will hear numerous Muslims say, this is not true, but basic common sense and Sharia law proves this to be very accurate. Does not every Christian desire the world to accept Christianity and to follow their beliefs? Well, the same is true for Islam and Muslims. Four, the basic fundamentals of Islam dictate that slavery is authorized under Sharia law. This is why all the Islamic terrorist groups kidnap and sell girls into slavery and also rape them and defile them in every possible way imaginable. Five, the marriage of girls as young as six years old is a standard practice within Islam. Muhammad married Aisha when she was six years old, and all practicing Muslims state that Muhammad is an example for other Muslims to follow, and they do. Child marriages are not only being conducted in the Middle East in the name of Islam, but there are numerous mosques in America that advocate to Muslims uh, that they marry children. Okay, And I've documented that over and over and over um, as well. Six, Sharia law authorizes the Muslim man to beat his wives, wife or wives. Okay. Seven, Sharia law is not compatible with any other man-made law or any other religion, and the Islamic ideology declares man-made laws do not have to be followed. Islamic leaders state Sharia law and the U.S. Constitution are not compatible. Eight, Islam teaches that the Quran and Sharia law are applicable to all and that they can never be changed. Nine, the Islamic ideology teaches that Jews, Christians, and other non-Muslims are enemies of Islam, and ultimately that they all need to die. Because the Bible, the, the, I'm sorry, the, their Bible, the Quran, basically states to kill, slay, behead, lop off the head of the infidels. Okay, so, let's go further. Ten, Islam teaches that the land currently, that the land currently, um, belonging to Israel, belongs to the Muslim people. And that Sharia authorizes the destruction of the Israeli state and all the Jews. Why do you think they lob, you know, like in the one one part, 10, over 10,000 rockets in the last, I don't know, uh, over 10 years, just in one town alone? 
Well, because they're they're just trying to do whatever they can to take that land back. You know, because they don't believe that, you know, they're going to drive all the Jews into the sea. And I've, I've stated those quotes many, many times. That's the only answer for Islam. You know, it's funny. I'm not getting as many people as I used to. In fact, I'm not getting any anymore. Email, emailing me saying, you don't know what you're talking about. It's all the Jews' fault for everything. I'm not saying Israel's puritanical and totally innocent, okay? I'm not saying that, okay? I'm not saying, I'm not like Hagee where I believe they're just saved because they're, they're Jews and just because of their ethnic, uh, ethnic background, um, which is called ethnic salvation. I'm not saying that. But I used to have a lot of listeners that became, um, non-listeners that would email me so you don't know what you're talking about and basically telling me to get behind Islam essentially I'm like you know what that's never going to happen ever it's never you know what I'm not getting those emails anymore I'm not getting any anymore in fact I can't remember last time I got one for a long time though I got those a lot when I really first started going after Islam and now it's become so flagrantly in your face obvious that um, I think even they have totally backed off. Because it's kind of like, eh, I better shut up. I mean, I don't really have a leg to stand on anymore. I mean, look how flagrant things are getting. Look at how unbelievably in your face uh, Islam is getting. How bold they're getting. The fact that they're totally being funded by the Illuminati. Which really doesn't exactly, you know, uh, uh, bolster their argument a whole lot. Just not, it's kind of funny. I'm just not getting a lot of those anymore. Uh, let's go further here. So, Islam teaches that the land currently that Israel belongs to um, is uh, the Muslims' land and that Sharia authorizes the destruction of Israel and all the Jews. It does. Total eradication and annihilation of them. Now, for the important question Are ISIS terrorists in America? Well, of course they are. We've just outline that. The best way I can answer that is to advise people not to get wrapped up in the dozens of Islamic acronyms. All of the Islamic terrorist groups follow the ten points that we just mentioned above, meaning they're all on the same team. And all practicing Muslims follow those ten points. Now, again, the drug cartels smuggling Islam, these Islamic terrorists in. Okay, Whether they call themselves Hezbollah or Hamas or ISIS, I think that's going to become increasingly more and more and more irrelevant, even to those very groups, because you know what? They're all on the same team. They all have the same goal. They all follow these same ten tenets. And they're going to set aside their petty differences in order to annihilate America. If God permits this to happen, the problem you run into is that we're... In, by and large, and especially the lukewarm um, pseudo-Christian church that's totally yoked up with the government through the 501c3 corporate church thing, through the clergy response teams, through Homeland Security, and, um, uh, well, the Department of Homeland Security, and, um, and, and FEMA, and FEMA, uh, all of the overt sin that's taking place in the country, you know, I don't know. I mean, God's grace is most likely running out, is what it looks like to me. I mean, I'm looking at what we're being set up for, and I'm thinking, how much longer is God going to let this not go down? Because it's, it's really a matter of time regarding this this type of stuff. Um, the Christians, by and large, in the lukewarm churches, are doing nothing. The pastors are doing nothing. They're, like the Bible says, dumb dogs that cannot bark. They can't warn. They can't rally anybody to action. You know? They couldn't because they would lose their little corporate governmental yoke-up status and they might lose people. They'd surely lose a lot of money in the form of tithes. And you know, that's what's really important because they're hirelings that have no true love for the flock. So the church has pretty much abdicated its rightful uh, position to try to push back against evil and to warn against it and, 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 and to scream the alarm. I mean, do you see, do you see the, the, the corporate church up there uh, in large part 
screaming about what's going on right now. I'm not saying every single church is not doing anything, but by and large, most of them aren't. Most of them are just ignoring this. This one problem alone, not to mention the multitude of others. So when you get into that type of lukewarm environment, what does God do to the lukewarm church in Revelation 3, the Laodicean church? He vomits them out of his mouth. So, I don't know. It just seems to me that we could really be on the cusp of some really, really bad times in America um, that's coming up here. Not to say the Lord doesn't always preserve a remnant and cannot and, and is perfectly capable of protecting the remnant wherever they may be. Okay, so I also say that in regard to um, an encouragement, but, you know, <laughs> this is, I've never seen anything like this in all the years I've been in ministry. We, we are right on the cusp or the precipice, I think, of something uh, obviously potentially very, very horrific, unless God intervenes, unless there's some type of, uh, and or, and there's some type of, grand awakening of the church where they start pushing back against this evil. And I just don't see it happening. You know, it's politically incorrect to say anything against Islam. They're the religion of peace. I mean, you've got Chrislam now, where you've got Christianity yoked up with Islam, two totally incompatible, you know, ideologies that good old Rick Warren started. And that's being embraced in the churches. You've got like we talked about last week, transgender, homosexual pastors, you know, men that look like women in the pulpit wearing a dress, still married to their wife, having a family. Oh, that's not too much of an abomination in God's eyes. I mean, sure, I mean, I mean, I just don't know how much more God is going to put up with and who could blame him? <laughs> you know? Anyway, uh, let's go further. Okay, so I just checked. I'm going to go ahead and end this for part two. And I think we're going to go into our third and, I believe, final part, part three, uh, next. So God bless you. We'll see you in part three.